Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 81. I have been doing a lot of solo episodes. There have been questions coming to me from the community that I've really wanted to bring to the podcast. So I've pushed off interviews for a little bit, but today I have a fantastic interview for you. Today's guest is Marisa Stone, and she hosts the Business Systems Virtual Summit. It is a summit for women and she's got like 60 speakers. It's coming up later this month. There is a link in the show notes or just go to techofbusiness.com forward slash BSVS dash registration. Again, that's going to be in the show notes. So don't worry about remembering that right now. But her virtual summit is something that we talk about right at the uh, start of this episode. And then we talk about it again a little bit later on. That's not the crux of the episode. The episode is much more about your customer, your customer journey, visualizing it, learning how your customers interact with you in this online asynchronous manner. It is such a fun, fun episode. I literally just finished listening to it for the third time. And that's not because I needed to listen to it for show note purposes or for recording this intro or anything, but because I wanted to make sure I had pulled out as many nuggets as I could before you guys got your ears on this. And before we get into the conversation with Marisa, I want to remind you that I'm here providing you this content on the podcast because I love technology and I love helping you make strides in your business. I love helping you create that solid tech foundation. A tech audit is a fantastic way to get a really good sound understanding of what's really going on and what is supporting you in your business. Techofbusiness.com forward slash audit is where you go for that. And without anything else, let's get into this conversation with Marisa. Marisa, welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I am so excited to talk with you about your virtual summit, about systems, about all the fun behind the scenes stuff that makes online business possible and, you know, less stress. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love geeking out on all the tech stuff and all the systems that we do inside our businesses with you. This is going to be so, so much fun. The reason why we are talking today is because you are hosting a virtual summit that is currently open for enrollment. So if you're listening in real time, be sure to check out the show notes where there is a beautiful little link to Marisa's summit. And um, I'm going to throw the floor over to you, talk a little bit about the summit, what it is, who it's for, and then we're going to get into tech and systems. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we are in the middle of registration for the 2019 Premier International Women's Business Systems Virtual Summit, where you get to learn all about the systems that our speakers are using to systematize and scale their businesses. We have over 60 speakers. We have five tracks. So you can literally go into this summit 
and handpick exactly what you need to know in order to get to the next level inside your business. Um, this is for female entrepreneurs who are anywhere from starting out to trying to hit that next income level or trying to close that next big client or trying to you know, really scale up their businesses. We have speakers from across the globe. I believe at last count, we had eight different countries represented in this year's summit. Obviously that changes each year. This is an annual event. Um, and it is just a fabulous opportunity to jump in there and get just in time education for what you're trying to accomplish right now. So it, it's been a labor of love and the speakers are phenomenal. You are one of them. I was just going to say, yes, I am one of the speakers on this summit and I am talking about the tech stack and the tech stack framework. So if you haven't listened to the episode on the tech stack framework, be sure to jump in and listen to the conversation that Marisa and I have on that because it's a different angle. It's different than me just talking into the mic. You know, Marisa definitely pulled out some details from me and I know she's done it with a lot of the other speakers as well Is things that we present one-on-one -on -one, straight to the mic or straight to the camera come across differently than when it's in a conversation inside a virtual summit, which is why I love virtual summits. And I think that bringing that conversation to the screen makes so much sense. I also really love what you said about just-in-time learning. Yeah. Yeah. And that is crucial. Um, one of the things that I learned, which I did not know, it's really funny what you learn as the summit host, you know? <laughs> as your people, your attendees and your speakers are going through your summit. I have speakers this year who have been following and attending my summit for years, and now their business is at a place where they felt confident coming forward and being one of our speakers. And that, to me, is a testament to the conversations that we have inside the summit because we actually are changing lives. We're changing the way that these women are running their businesses. We're changing how they're systematizing their businesses, and we're changing how they're scaling. And that to me is phenomenal because I'm all about empowering women. <laughs> the cool thing about this year's summit is we now have a mission. So we're working behind the scenes to support women coming out of domestic violence. So there is going to be a brand new academy opening up. It's called A Wish Academy. A Wish stands for a walk in her shoes. So the S and the H are just flipped, right? Mm -hmm. and it is designed to support those women who are trying to get away from an abusive situation. And this academy is designed to teach them, you know, the skills that they're going to need, the, the mindset development that they're going to need to go through, um, some of those, you know, soft skills as well as hard skills that they're going to need in order to get back on their feet. And I'm loving that poor, you know, that piece of the summit this year, 50% of our proceeds of everything we sell are going to be funneled into the A-Wish Academy. So I'm super stoked about that. That is so, so cool. When I read that you were doing this and then this was kind of the mission, I said, that's not a reason to sign up 
for the summit. It's a reason to share the summit and Mm -hmm. know that whatever you do as an attendee is going to have a downstream effect on someone who doesn't necessarily need to know anything about business systems, but they just need someone to help them show them the way. And I think that that's kind of really a cool tie-in because that's what systems do. That's what technology does is we are showing a way. I mean, with your summit, with this podcast, with kind of everything that we do, we're showing people a way to do more in their business. And you've kind of translated that mission from business into something that is a personal passion and a personal drive. And you're helping everybody who is attending feel like they're doing more than just self-serving and helping their business and helping their clients and growing. Exactly. And that to me is the crucial component, right? That, that makes this summit different, that sets this summit apart is everything from, you know, the, the speakers to the academy, to the attendees, like every woman that comes in contact with the summit is empowered in some way. And that's our driving force. That's our mission. That's what we want to have happen. I don't feel like we do that enough as females in our society and especially in the tech world. And you know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about when, when, you know, when you're a woman and you're trying to come in and do your technology and you feel completely overwhelmed and you feel completely intimidated and this summit started because I wanted to change that conversation. I wanted to do, do it differently so that people mm-hmm. can relate. If Jamie can do it, I can do it too. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of those big things with technology and actually with just business in general is that, you know, when you see someone and you can see yourself in their shoes or in their place doing the same motions it's empowering and it's inspiring and it's motivating and you know for me I've had my tech shoes on for longer than um I'd like to admit (laughs) but you know I mean like I chose to get a degree in computer science in the 1990s. Yeah, I bet you were the only female in the class. There were six of us. (laughs) (laughs) There were six of us. And I really remember that because that was an important piece was that I didn't really think of myself as being a trailblazer. But when I look back on it 20 years later, actually, my 10-year-old daughter, she's got a um, teammate who graduated this past year who is going to Carnegie Mellon to get a degree in computer science. And it's still a stigma 20 years later. So when you think about technology and you think about having a stigma or you think about business and you think about having a stigma, let it go. We are all in our own power. So let's kind of transition away from all this, you know, this philosophical and deep conversation and get into some of the, you know, tech, you know, and the systems and the, the cool things that are going to inspire listeners right now to turn over a new page and to start something new or to revise a, a system or a process or relook at a, a tool or things like that. I think that where I want to take things is to the first piece of technology or the first system that comes to mind as needing a new 
look at from uh, for a lot of people a lot of people who come to your summit or that you know that you interact with on a regular basis what is the first system or tool that they really kind of need to look at with fresh eyes um really identifying their real clients I think a lot of people struggle with this and I get it you guys have heard this 10 bazillion times and you're over it you know (laughs) (laughs) but until you really slow down and identify your real clients you are not going to know how to market to them and how to reach out to them and how to provide them the product services, you know, um, whatever it is your company offers, you are not going to know how to provide that to them. Um, and one, I, I, I teach two courses um, inside my own business. One is called Master Your Marketing, where we really dive into who your real clients are. And I've had, I've had women do complete about faces in that course because they realized that what they thought was was their real client really wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really this group over here. And I've had women also realize that there was a group that they didn't want to work with, which was kind of an aha moment for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other side of that is I is really going through the customer journey. So the customer journey is that journey that you take your client through from prospect to raving fan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and you can, you can just get a quick, you know, visual in your head of a customer journey. When you think about Starbucks, you walk in the door, you get in line to order whatever it is you're getting, you know, at Starbucks that day, you move over, you pick up your drink. When they call your name, you go over to the little station and perhaps add a few things to it. You may sit down and jump on the Wi-Fi and, and meet with somebody, or you may simply leave, but that is Starbucks customer journey. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. So what you need to do with your own company is think through all the steps in which your client or prospect is going to go through in order to, you know, make that journey start to finish inside your company. And some of the things that you need to think about, obviously, is that customer journey map. You know, what does that look like? And this isn't this isn't even high tech. This is sit down and draw it out. You know, is it a spiral? Is it a jagged journey? Mine's a jagged journey. Is it? You know, um, is it a circle? Is it, you know, really sit down and draw this out and think about, well, my client comes, my prospect comes in like this, Mm -hmm. enter here, right? And we'll talk about some touch points and some of those other things in just a moment, but they'll enter here and then what, right? Right. And so one of the things that I always do with my clients is I always make sure no matter where they're at in my customer journey, I am using things that I call support and resource pieces, supplemental materials that are going to scaffold them through the process. Because Jamie, as you well know, learning a new piece of technology sounds fabulous (laughs) until the learning curve hits. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. So you know what? I just want to go back to that Starbucks analogy for a moment because I want people to think about what happens when you get in that line before you place your order. You walk past the chips. You walk past the bottled beverages. You walk past the bakery case. The cute little, the cute little cups and, and trinkets, right? Yeah. Right. Those are, those are things that may entice you to like, you may say, I am buying everything right now. Or you may just go to the counter and buy your, your drink and leave. But next time, And so Starbucks is also planting the seed for next time. So when it comes to your journey, you can plant seeds for that client that may not bear fruit 
for two, three, four months, two, three, four years for that matter. And so understanding the customer journey. I mean, I hear it all the time. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. And even though it doesn't have anything to do with the technology, knowing what you want to accomplish helps you pave the way for finding the right tech tools to use at each step of that client journey. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the biggest things that, you know, was, so I got into this whole idea of the customer journey because I had two clients who were really struggling to, you know, to map this out and make it work for them. They were doing everything that the gurus told them to do. They were, you know, they had their email sequence down. They had their launch strategy down. They had their social media campaigns down. All of the things were in place and working, but still they were not getting those conversions like they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I dove, you know, the PhD student in me threw my hat on and I, <laughs> and I dove in, right? Because I needed to know why this was happening, you know, and this is how a lot of my courses are developed. You know? <laughs> I need to know why something is not working properly and then I need to fix it. Um, and what I learned was the buying process has changed and the traditional funnel, which we all talk about building all the time, no longer applies. Now, why does it no longer apply, Marisa? Because now we are surrounded by touch points and we are surrounded by prosumers. So you don't get to control anymore, you know, where that person comes into contact with you. And 90% of the customer journey is buyer driven, customer driven. So you figure out how can I hack into that 90% and really show up at those crucial trigger points at those crucial points where my buyer, my prospect is going to buy. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to map it out, right? That's right. the whole purpose for mapping it out so that you understand exactly where they are and you put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I will say that knowing the traditional funnel is helpful only so that you can understand why it doesn't necessarily work for your business. If you think that you have to have a funnel, go ahead and learn about the funnel process and why people tout it and why it was effective far more so than it is nowadays. And then you'll be able to see where it breaks down for your client, for your prospect, for your customer, for your offer. Because I mean, let's just put my business on on the table here. I provide tech solutions across the board. I mean, I am so tool agnostic. That's why we don't talk about all the different tools all the time. I mean, we talk about a lot of them, but you know, if you come to me with this tool or that tool, I'm not going to tell you, you can't work with me unless you change tools. So, I mean, it is really more about, okay, how can I solve your problem and help you get the results that you want. I can't take you marching down, join my email sequence, learn these five steps, then buy this course, then do this. Because I offer a one-on-one customized service. And I mean, a lot of listeners right now, that's you as well. So the funnel concept While it's a great concept and a lot of people have made a lot of money creating things using that funnel concept, it's okay to break the rules. (laughs) I'm not saying that the funnels are useless. I use funnels all the time. I think they're extremely important inside your customer journey. What I am saying is that the original sales funnel that we all use every single day was actually invented in 1898 by an insurance salesman. 
<laughs> the four steps are build awareness, create interest, create desire, and then the customer takes action. And he created awareness by knocking on your door. Now you are aware that this man exists and he's knocking on your door. <laughs> you create interest because he asked you if you want to learn more and you let him in and you maybe make him a pot of tea or whatever you did back in the 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. And then you leaned in as he was talking, which was that moment that you really desired that product or service that he was bringing to you. And then you took action, you purchased it. That was the original sales funnel. And that's the same one we use, the same model we use every single day. But what a lot of people don't realize is those that first moment of building awareness can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It can come from a podcast. It can come from a tag on social media. It can come from a phone call. It can come from a knock on the door. It can come from a networking event. I mean, I could go on and on and on. You should see the customer journey map that I show people when I do this training. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh. But it's true. It can come from anywhere today. And that's why you need to make sure that you understand your real client. And more importantly, you know where they're hanging out. So Mm -hmm. that your touch points are on those platforms for when they are looking for whatever it is you, you know, you provide. Totally, totally makes sense. I mean, I feel like the customer needs to feel comfortable with that touch point. And then they also need to feel comfortable with the next way that you're going to interact with them. So if that interaction is a Facebook message or that interaction is an email series, that's going to be different based on your customer and what, how they want to interact with you. If that means it may be inside a Facebook group, it may be inside a LinkedIn group, it may be uh, 400,000 ways. Maybe that customer needs to be passive for six months before they ever let you know that they're interested in your service. So you gotta, you know, you got to put the right tech tools in place and spend your time and energy using the ones that come and that make sense for that person. For sure. I totally agree with that. And I think it all begins with really mapping it out. Like once you understand what your customer journey map looks like, then you can determine and and you pair that with who your real audience member is, mm-hmm. then you can determine Well, what platforms do I need to be on? What are those components that my customers are going to need? And then inside your customer journey, how is that customer going to evolve and what are they going to need next? I originally thought when I first started diving into customer journeys and how they all worked, I thought every customer journey was a spiral. Innate in what you're offering them right now is the next problem and they spiral back around and you give them the solution. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought all customer journeys were. Well, then when I started digging into it, I realized that that's not necessarily the case. What I will tell you is all audiences evolve. So as you're talking about on the front end, this may be a very, very long sales cycle. It may take you six months or a year to pull that prospect in as a client. It's also going to be the same on the other end in that whatever you're offering them today, once they've gone through that product service, whatever it is, they're going to need the next thing in the journey to continue to accomplish their goals. And by understanding that customer journey map, you're never left with your hands up going, well, what do I do now? They've already purchased my signature product. They've already purchased my core course. What do I do now? Because you've already mapped out your customer journey and you know exactly what they're going to need next. Mm -hmm, You and your mm -hmm. team can already be working on that. 
and providing those supplemental materials that are going to lead them into that next step with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, I mean, kind of going back to your summit because your summit's a great microcosm of this. The people who are going to be interested in signing up for your summit, they have a specific need right now. And if you can fulfill that need, whatever that just-in-time learning that they need from three of your speakers, not all 60, but three of your speakers, if that can fulfill that requirement, they're going to trust that you're going to be able to fulfill their next requirement. And that may be suggesting a tech platform. It may be suggesting a system to streamline something. It may be joining a cohort, going through a course together. It could be a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is for you, but that's the thought process that you have to go through. The tech is almost irrelevant the ability to take that person on the journey and have the tech be able to support that, that's what matters. That's why I'm always like, okay, if you want to use this system, use it as long as you use it and it supports what you're trying to do. For sure. For sure. And a lot of people buy the, um, the all access pass for that very reason, because maybe right now they only want one track inside the summit. I mean, a year ago I wasn't hosting a podcast I didn't need a training on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And then I found myself this year going, wow, I really I really want to host a podcast. And so I dove in and I found the trainings that I needed that I'd already purchased in another course, you know, that I wanted, you know, so I could then put together my podcast. And so that just-in-time learning component with regard to summits is brilliant. And again, this is something that one of my attendees taught me that I didn't really think about as a summit host because you don't always know all the things, right? Right. And and that's why listening and paying attention as you're going through this design of your customer journey map is so crucial. Um, and, And so the cool part is, is if you get the all access pass, you have lifetime access to everything. So when you want to go back, let's say you want to become an author. I've got multiple speakers over the years who've come in and spoken about exactly step-by-step how to become an author, publish Mm -hmm. a book or either go through a publishing company. And so it's really, what is it that I'm doing right now? And what do I see on the horizon as the next thing that I want to do? And then you take a look at the summit a little bit differently and you say, well, it's got what I need today and it's also got what I need tomorrow. Yes. Yes, exactly. Or it could even be the summit's got what I need today And I'm not going to worry about what it's going to have for me tomorrow. And just like I say, we want to use everything that we purchase as best as possible and as efficiently as possible and as much of it as possible. So you may buy that summit all access pass for three modules, five modules, whatever number of interviews. And then when you come to that next fork in the road and you say, I'm going to go left, you can say, oh, I purchased this course, this summit, all access pass. Um, I'm a part of this membership. They all have components that are going to help me on this fork that went left. For sure. For sure. And I love that piece. So I do want to go through kind of the four crucial components for your customer journey map. If that's something that you guys are really working on right now, I want to give you what I've learned. Um, This is from, you know, quite a bit of research. I love Um, it. I love it. Yes, let's do this. (laughs) So let me just give you those four components. So the first thing you're going to need is an inventory of your resources 
and how they will plug into the different areas where um, someone will come into a touch point. And I actually have a workbook, Jamie, I can send you that link and you can, you can give this to people and they can kind of go through this and, and work through the workbook to do this themselves. But you want that inventory of resources because most people already have an arsenal of, of supplemental materials. They just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So by listing those resources out and knowing exactly what's in your toolbox, it helps you to make sure that you've got something at each touch point where you know your real clients are hanging out. Then you want to sit down and actually design the model, right? Is it a spiral? Is it a circle? Is it a sine wave, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a jagged journey like mine is? You know, what is it really when it comes to how people enter into and leave your business? And then you want to actually add your touch points to your model. Where are those spots that your prospect and or client is going to struggle? Because there is no rule that everybody needs to be 100% happy the entire time they're working with you. (laughs) Sorry, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. And if they're not 100% happy, what can you do to help? Right? Mm -hmm. Because the goal is their success. Right. So... Adding those touch points and those places where you are going to be able to scaffold people and what resource you have to plug in is crucial to really getting an idea of what your customer journey map can look like. And then you need to implement it and sit back and listen. And I don't just mean listen for the sake of listening. Listen to gather feedback because just like several attendees in my summit have taught me a number of things about the summit, you are going to learn so much by simply implementing your first model and then listening to what people are saying. You'll identify places that you didn't know were there where maybe they need a little bit of something else, or you will identify a spot where a celebration is required, right? You don't just need to provide the supplemental material if they're struggling. You also want to enjoy the moment when they got it. The mm-hmm. light bulb went off. They've accomplished the goal and they're empowered, right? Right. Yes. So, yeah. so those are the four components to your customer journey. I love that. And, you know, I mean, I'm thinking like as you were walking through that customer journey, I was thinking of an online course. Yeah. I was thinking of an online course. And one of the things that I share with a lot of my clients as we're putting together their courses is those touch points is, okay, if I haven't received progress from this customer after X number of days, shoot them off an email. Yeah. It can be all automated and that's where the tools and the systems all come in and the processes. But that's a touch point that can be dynamic, yet it's so fundamental. It's not like you want to send out every Sunday, hey, this is your progress on the on the course. That that becomes white noise. But if you send something that says, hey, I noticed that you haven't progressed in the course in the past five days, you look like you're stuck on module three. Right. Don't you think that someone's going to be like, whoa, I'm getting individualized (laughs) attention. (laughs) Or conversely, as you're listening, as you're listening and paying attention, you've noticed that 40% of people take three days on module three and take only a day on module four then during the time that they're struggling through module three you have more touch points you send them hey I noticed you started module three keep it up the next day I see that you're still in module three or do you have any questions or you know 
I know that a lot of people, they struggle with this concept inside here and you send supplemental information through a different modality. So if your course is sitting on a course platform, send it through email, send it with your your chat widget, you know, send it with a different way that people can interpret it differently. Right. And I love that you brought up online courses because so many of us sell online courses. And one of the tools that I use to do just that is called a maturity model. The maturity model actually allows the client to measure their own level of involvement and success at the task at hand. So before they jump on the coaching call with me or the strategy call or whatever it is that's going to go along with the course or, or interact in the Facebook group, I encourage them to fill out their maturity models because what they realize is those who are, obviously the maturity model is set up to rate success. So those who are rating higher on the maturity model versus those who are rating lower. And by looking at that themselves, they never show it to me. It's this is literally between them and you know, their own progress inside the course. But we use that. It's a great tool to allow them to check in with themselves. And then, yeah, I schedule regular posts and I schedule emails and I, you know, there are, you know, messages. There are lots of ways that I hold my people accountable. But when I implemented that maturity model, it really helped a ton because they could truly see themselves, hey, what's going on with me and, and why am I not getting the results that I'm looking for? And I designed those for each section inside my course so that each step of the way they are being supported because I get it. Systems aren't easy, you know? No. No, they're not. This has been such a phenomenal conversation. There is so much packed into this podcast episode. I mean, seriously, Marisa, I did not expect us to go this deep into so many different topics. I mean, all I knew was that I wanted to make sure I shared you and your brilliance with the tech of business audience so that they would be interested in maybe learning one new thing from the summit coming up. But you shared so, so, so much more. So before we wrap things up, as the listeners know, I like to end every episode with a curveball question. So I'm going to have you share some of your social links, where people can find you. They're all obviously going to be in the show notes, but share those. And I am going to wrap things up with that curveball question when you're done. Awesome. So really the systems lounge is where you can find me no matter what the platform is. It's always the systems lounge. And then the summit is located at bizsystemsummit.com slash forward slash 2019 hyphen summit, because you definitely want to get in this year's. If you just go to bizsystemsummit.com, there's a link there that will lead you to this year's summit, but you definitely want to check it out. It is going to be a powerhouse event. I'm super stoked. Awesome. 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 So, um, for the curveball, okay, this is something that just kind of comes to my mind after I go through the conversation. Where I would like to go with this is if you were listening to this conversation right now and you had just, you know, spent half an hour listening to us talk about the summit and talk about courses and talk about the customer journey what would you want to do? What would you, what kind of journal prompts would you want to have? Or what kind of action step would you want to take as soon as you are done with this? I mean, that's not really what I normally do with a curveball question, but I just want to really help everybody take action. So what would you say the next step would be for somebody other than, of course, the signing up for the summit? 
I think the next step would be really diving into who your true client is and then mapping out your customer journey on paper. Like really go old school here, guys. <laughs> Sit down with yourself in a quiet space so you can truly think through exactly what this needs to look like. Mind mapping software works as well if you prefer that method, but put yourself in a quiet room with no distractions, turn your phone off or set it on silent and turn it over so you can't see the face when it blinks at you <laughs> and give yourself a few moments to really sit down and think about this because here's what I know in my years of experience working with women and helping them move from six to seven figures. Once they get that down, it's a no-brainer. Everything else flows exactly the way it should once they know who their real client is and then they have that customer journey mapped out because it, they know exactly what they need to do next. So that's where I would start. I'll make sure that Jamie has the link to the workbook. You guys are welcome to grab that. I have a webinar that I've done on mapping your designing your customer journey. And even though it's dated, I think the system is automatically sending you out all of the videos so you don't even have to pay attention to the date. Um, it's a fabulous opportunity to just dive into this for the first time. But that's where I would begin because that's where I see a lot of people are kind of hung up. They, they do business with pretty much everybody and they need to take a step back and say, wait a minute, who's my real, my real target client? Yeah, no, I think that that's a great, great suggestion. And, you know, it's one of those things with this podcast, as I, as you know, as the listeners know, I don't script them. I don't script them. I don't have a list of questions that I want to ask. And I feel that that allows every single listener, every person who's in the tech of business community or who gets this podcast sent to them from a friend who says, hey, you got to listen. It gives the the freshness of and the authenticity and gives you the best way forward, the get, best next step. So go ahead and map out your journey and it's okay it's okay to say that person's not right for me yeah it is absolutely okay marisa thank you so so much for coming on the tech of business podcast today this has been so fun thank you for having me this has been brilliant we absolutely have to do this again <laughs> yes for sure Thank you so much for hanging out with us today for the Tech of Business podcast. I hope you grab two, three, four, 18 nuggets from this episode and be sure to register for the summit. Go to techofbusiness.com forward slash bsvs-registration to sign up now. And also in the show notes, I have a link to Marisa's workbook that she talked about. So head over to those, just click on them in your podcasting app and sign up to get that workbook. While you're inside your podcasting app, if you know somebody who would benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Oh, and one more thing, that link that techofbusiness.com slash bsvs-registration, that is not an affiliate link. That's just an easy link for me to use. Marisa has decided not to do affiliates with her summit, partially because she is splitting the proceeds with this new venture that's coming out next year that she mentioned, but also because it just wasn't the right move for her in her business and her community. 
which means that I am not getting financially compensated in any way if you choose to purchase the All Access Pass for this summit. I simply want to make sure that you get the best content that you need for that just-in-time learning that your business requires. So head over there, sign up for the summit, and share it with your business community. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.